between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Give you all the praise. Father, we thank you. Give you all the glory. Jesus, we thank you. We adore you. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Our Father, we thank you. Give you all the praise. Jesus, we give you all the praise. Our Father, we we worship you this morning. Jesus, we adore you. Thank you, our Father. Our Father, we we pray this morning that you show us your mercy again, both all in our spirit, in our soul, in our body, that we'll be partakers of your blessing, we'll be partakers of your light, we'll be partakers of your grace once again. Say, be thou exalted. We ask, Lord, this morning that you will help us to come into your thought, to come into your will, to come into your, your kindness, to come into all that we need to come into this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask for the gates of our hearts to be lifted up, for the our hearts to be opened up to you. We submit to you this morning. We ask for mercy. We ask that you show us your mercy in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, as we go into the word, we ask, Lord, that you will guide us in your word and give blessings. Baptize us with your word. Father, let your word be an impartation in our heart this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I submit to you and everyone here, we yield our heart to you this morning. We ask that you would help us, help us to access you, help us to be blessed by you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Welcome everyone here this morning. Amen. Just say hello to your neighbor. Neighbor, neighbor. Amen. So good to see our faces this morning. Yes, sir. Amen. Please uh, let us appreciate the worship team this morning. 
Amen. 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 And it's not easy to play instrument either. Yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes when we hear you know song just flow, we just think. And it's very easy not just to open mouth and sing. Mm. Amen. Mm. Until you are there, you know that ah, it's just more than opening mouth to sing. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It is a. It is a. It is a taskful endeavor. Amen. Amen. I pray that the Lord will continue to increase us in the name of Jesus. Amen. More skill, more grace. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. How many of us are happy to be here this morning? I'm happy. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, Without further, well... In my heart this morning, I guess I will, I will just go into the Word. But before then, I wanted to quickly just, I'll say just, in a way, I'll say balance, if it's balance, just to quickly rub what we just touched on on, on Tuesday. I believe God has been helping us, Amen. And we are finding strength to engage the milk of the word as we should. And God is really, really redefining things for us. Amen. Uh, we no longer see the milk of the word as something that is weak. But it's actually a strength of God. God's things, God's things are, are of strength. They are not made with weak things. It is, it is us that, you know, sometimes we tend to be weak. Right, because when Jesus died, he did not die for those that are strong, he died for the weak. When we are yet weak, Christ died. Amen. So a lot of weakness in us. Sometimes when we grow, we we, we can easily disdain things we, we grow up with. Amen. You know, sometimes you know, some sometimes I, I even forget some of the little 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 things, you know, that actually added up to what you are today. So for me, I easily sometimes I just forget. Ah, and then later I remember we too. It's like I did this, right? And and I think about it and I begin to see what how that has added to to me, right? In uh, in my growth and in my journey with God, and it's it's good to appreciate those things. Amen. So milk of, the milk of the word is not weak. In short, it's actually a wisdom of God, which within its strength is enough to move us forward into much more blessings. Amen. Amen. And milk, milk, the strength of milk, when you look at it, is really, 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 really strong. Amen. Someone that has, you know, drank milk, or someone that drank milk very well would have grace to move forward. It, it won't be difficult for that soul to be able to journey, both in doctrine, both in um, doctrine in knowledge, in understanding, it won't be difficult. Where there is difficulty is when you know the milk is not sincere. There is, there is, there is. Well, well, the only way I can describe it is it's not sincere, in the sense that even though where the milk is coming from may be sincere, it is possible that it, by the time it gets to us, it might be 
in a way not fully sincere or just of the way we are taking it right mm-hmm. our disposition to it but it is it is of God's strength amen mm-hmm. and uh, one thing that we found grace to talk about on uh, Tuesday is the ability to not just we were talking about the the word and prayer right and we we're talking about again know how he laid down things in the spirit by the help of God yes. right and one thing that was key to Egan was the attitude and the culture of the word and spirit mm-hmm. amen yeah. and which is also essential for us as we are growing amen mm-hmm. um, that culture helped Egan define milk properly amen mm-hmm. and uh, it is a culture of when I say the culture of the spirit uh, just ensuring that we understand that at that, right, and I know we're talking about capital S, small s, but the most important part of it there really is just the Holy Spirit, right? That was much more evident in Egan's life in the sense that when you look at Egan's life, towards the end of his life, because I remember I mentioned that, I don't think I finished that thought that on Tuesday, in Egan's journey, towards the end of his uh, ministry, you now begin to see a whole lot of manifestation of the Spirit, right? And it was not accidental. He, he had journeyed into, because there are different, God was talking to him at different phases of his ministry, right? And towards the end, God now told him he has, he has entered another stage. I can't remember, I think it's the fourth stage that the Lord was, you no, know, I can't remember. Fully, but I know it was. He has entered another stage of his journey, and then the Lord began to, you know, bring forth a whole lot of manifestation of the Spirit during that time. Amen. And part of what that did is it got a lot of people drunk with the wine, drunk with the Spirit. The thing, all you see then is Spirit, 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 Spirit. Be led, be led. And it's not as if again has not been following the Spirit before then. Yes. There has been spiritual manifestations, right? But just towards the end, it's like the Lord just began to just sit download or douse the ministry with just so much manifestation of the Spirit. And one thing that again began to say then is, because uh, what we see then is that a lot of people began to take the Word alone, right? And they are not taking the Spirit. And as a result, it is very easy to walk in error without the Spirit, right? Because if you are just taking the Word without the Spirit, you won't have caution, or you won't have... Because the Word itself is guided around the perimeter of the Spirit, right? Because it's the Spirit that quickens it, right? So if the Spirit doesn't quicken the Word, you can just take it and then start applying And we began to see that during those days, and then again began to warn. So don't just take the Word, take the spirit, right? And then he began, in my dad's thought, he began to correct a whole lot of people that um, were, how would I put it, that were, is he extravagant? Is he, yeah, they were, they were in excess, whereby they began to just use the word for their own lust, right? They were not, they were not really, really using the word as they should accurately, it was just their own lust. And the funny thing is, you know, sometimes when you use it, you think maybe, you know, God will just say, I'm not going to let it work. But mm-hmm. the funny thing is that you're not seeing evil spirit making it work. Mm-hmm. Right? So, it may look as if it's working. It looks as if it's God. But it's just evil spirit 
enforcing because the moment you step outside the spirit, just forget it. Right. Because I remember there was a time also there was a minister that had a, a gift of discerning of spirit, I believe. Mm-hmm. A word of knowledge. Mm-hmm. word of knowledge and word of wisdom, I think. And then it, the minister was ministering and again noticed yeah. that at some point he will be in the spirit. At some point he will be out. Wow. At some point he will be in. Mm-hmm. At some point he will be out. Yeah. Then later I now called the minister. Ah. Say, what was what's going on? That he noticed this was going on and then the guy now opened up to him and said that, ah, that he felt the people, right? Yeah. Wanted that. But you know, there's a way where, you know, and, and, that's, the, and that's, the, that's the thing that has plagued. And this thing, eh? It's so funny that this thing happened in the white, you know, in the white community, of course. You know. But this kind of thing, eh, when you look at it, it is, it is too much in Africa. Or let's say the Christianity in in Africa, there's a whole lot of sense, just a whole lot of sense about gifts, spiritual gifts, and all, the, all those things. Whereby when people when people go to church, yes, they believe in God. They are not they are not looking for God. Let's say their pastor has the gift of you know word of knowledge or discerning of spirit. They just want that person to just see something and prophesy into their life. No, well, some people are getting ready to go to church so that God can talk to them, they can grow. Some people, all they are going to that today, ah, maybe my pastor will see vision for me today. That's what, oh, that's what they are looking for. Right? And those kind of, those kind of heart is what drives that kind of thing. Right? Because it's almost, it's almost, not the way, when, the, when that's what you see, that's almost how men behave. Around that, because that's what's in their mind, that's what they think mm-hmm. about. So, when they're around ministry, that's just the way they behave. Mm-hmm. And a minister can be, is it pressured? Yeah, it's pressure mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Or feel they needed to respond to that. Even though when Holy Ghost is not, because these things is by the Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. Right? And if a minister decided to, <laughs> to just give in to what, because I've seen it before. Even for me, me, I've seen it. Where... Somebody just came, came that person prophesied to the, ah, I'm like, which kind of thing is this one again? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, which kind, which kind of thing is this one? Which one is, pro-? you know, it was, it was, it was very strange, right? And people can be pressured mm. into that. And then the whole focus, and it ought not to be so. It ought not to be so, right? And also that's, and that is where I believe we all have work to do in the sense that, I say all of us, I mean just the body entirely, whereby the, the ideology, the, the, the reason why people go to church should be redefined, right? Many, you'll be so shocked. Many, many people that, you know, maybe as you are, going, you are shaking everybody, all they are looking for is just, I don't know, they've turned church into, into a, is it a, there's this, well, it's Baba Lao that's in my head, but there's a word they use for it. You know, it's like a shrine. Uh, where there's that word hopefully I remember maybe before I finish what I thought I remember is they've turned church into uh, is like a fortune, a fortune teller business orientation I don't know fortune, come on come on tell me my, my future the future uh, let's just say one person have the gift of uh, or maybe descending of spirit or word of knowledge or prophecy generally you notice that people around the person will always be ah yeah you ah I'm fine how's everything on thank God do ah Yes, yeah, so that's my 
<laughs> He's like, okay, now you're already up now. <laughs> anything for me, anything for me, anything for me. <laughs> right? Anything for me. And you can't. If that person, and you know, there's a way the person that is hearing that too knows that that's what they are waiting for. And if that person also has, and here's the thing, every soul has a tendency to respond to such. Like if, if they are not helped, right? So sometimes it's we that used to put people in trouble. Yeah? Um, because the whole arrangement, the whole setup can put pressure on the soul. And the soul will then begin to, the person that had genuine gift will, be, will begin to manifest a gift given by demons. Right? Because it, it is not birthed out of the spirit. And when it's not birthed out of the spirit, trust me, it is evil spirit that is operating those things. There is, it's just evil spirit. Because fallen angels have gift. See all those gifts of the spirit? Fallen angels, they have it. They, they, it's, it's the gift of angels. Does that make sense? All this gift of the spirit, of course, it's the gift of the Holy Ghost. Right? So, I mean, you know God created all, all angels, right? So, it's like the way in angels they have word of knowledge by nature. Angels have word of wisdom. Angels have discerning. Well, they are spirits, so well they have, or they can they can give discerning of spirit, yes. right? And that's what all these future fortune tellers, diviners, that's what they use. Mm-hmm. All these babalao eh, that you, people come here. Okay, what what is it? Okay, let me look for it. Yes, they do incantation. And then they say, hmm, I see something here. Your future, your future is bright. Right? And then you see ministers to do such. Yeah. Especially, especially when a minister began, begins to talk about your account number, your... It's true. Your address, your address uh-huh, those kind of things. You should, that one, or just know that this one, be careful. Right? Because, what, first of all, why are you telling me account number? Why is my account number important for you? Does Jesus need my account number? <laughs> Why do you need to tell me my account number? Because most of those things is to show you that oh, I'll give today. I know your account number. This is, this is okay. okay. What I'm about to tell you is true. Because most of the things that evil spirit brings is almost fleshy in a way. You can be seeing account number. You can be seeing one ring. You can be seeing... The house that you are building is at one corner. You can see the junction. But when those gifts are in operation, mostly what they are for is to edify. Right? There's no edification in telling me my account number. Right? But those are, those are the things right, that happen. And then someone can be pressured into all those things. So the church is not meant for... Uh, it's not meant to be, to be taken as if it's... It's a, it's a shrine. It is a shrine. But it is not the shrine of evil spirit. When I say it's a shrine, no. It's spirited. Church is sacred, right? So it's not, it's not to come and deal with your problem. Well, this church attends to that. But the major, major, major design of church is not so that you can go there and then they can start solving all of your problem, right? What church is designed for is for us to grow, right? It's the pillar of truth, right? 
where it is designed, what church is for is growth, designed for growth. So everybody that is going to church, their, their entire uh, structure is to be designed for growth. Amen. So back to what I was saying, that the word and spirit is very essential, right, when it comes to um, growing up spiritually. Right? So taking the culture of the word and of the spirit. And um, one thing I began to see is that the aspect of the spirit is what encapsulates everything else. Amen. Now, if you study the word and you read your Bible, like there's a common, when you read your Bible, you pray, the common factor there is the Holy Spirit. You can't do any of those things without the spirit. Amen. Amen. So the, the spirit is the, is the ingredient that if you don't have it, you won't have a good, you won't have a good mix. Amen. Just like when you make bread and you forget to put yeast. <laughs> and your intention is to, is to, is to have a, a bread, full bread, eh? muscle, muscle bread. And you don't put yeast. I mean, by the time you bake that bread, you just notice that, ah, this bread is flat. This bread doesn't have any muscle. <laughs> Amen. So of course you won't have you won't have good bread, especially if you're your, if your intention is not on unleavened on level bread. <laughs> because I know some people eat unleavened bread, but I mean if, if your intention is to eat leavened bread, it's no. That's to levitate. <laughs> Amen. Then of course you need to put yeast. So the same is the Holy Holy Ghost is the what's that there's a lot of, there's 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 a there's a there's a science word I'm trying to use. It's like in, in science, it's like something that activates. It's a catalyst. It's a catalyst that activates a reaction. So if you don't, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, forget that reaction is not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. So Holy Ghost is what is very, very essential. Amen. So, um, God will help me this morning. Amen. So let's open to the book of Acts. Um, I think I'll start from there. Let's open to the book of Acts, chapter 6. That's not it. Yeah, there we go. Amen. 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 I hope that God will help us because this. I'm hoping. This will lead us to where my heart is. Amen. I read from verse 1. It says, And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. So then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. It says, 
But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Paminas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them, and the word of God increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly, and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Say Stephen. And Stephen. (laughs) Full of faith and power. (laughs) Did great wonders and miracles amongst the people. (laughs) This this Stephen here is sweet to call it. Then there arose certain of the synagogue, which is okay, let me not go there yet, which is called the synagogue of the Libertines and the Cyrenes and Alexandria and of them of Cilicia and of Asia, disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Then they suborned men which said, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people and the elders, and the scribes, and came upon him, and caught him, and brought him to the council, and set up false witnesses, which said, This man casted, ceased not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place, and shall change the customs which Moses delivered us. And all that sat in the council, looking steadfastly on him, saw his face, as it had been the face of an angel. Amen. Praise the Lord. I feel there's a lot in this chapter 6. And I guess I'll just take my time and see how God would would help us. Amen. Amen. So I'll start from the beginning here. He says, And in those days when the number of the disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, saying, Because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Amen. Now, one thing I said earlier is that the Holy Spirit is very essential to our growth, right? It's the catalyst, it's the, it's the missing activating agent. If missing, you will never see life. It's impossible, right? And Jesus himself knew, right? At the beginning of, or let me say that at the beginning, well, at the beginning which was the end of his journey on earth, right? He told the disciples, says, you go, right? And wait for me in Jerusalem. I will pray for the Holy Ghost will come upon you, right? And before then, he told them in John 14, he says, I'll go to the Father. I'll say, but he said, I would pray the Father. He would give to you a comforter, right? 
which is the Holy Ghost, right? Now, he knew that he has said so many things to them, right? There are things he still needed to say, but he can't say because of his place where he's standing, right? He can't say them, mostly importantly because we, are not rare, we cannot bear it, or they cannot bear it. They can't hear him because of where he's standing and where he's speaking from. Amen. So he needed that. They needed help. Right? And what they need is the Holy Spirit. He said, I will pray the Father. He will give to you the Holy Spirit. Amen. The comforter. Because there's a lot the comforter needs to do. In the, in the heart of a believer. Right? In the journey of a believer. Right? Now, the, the, the comforting work starts when he begins, to, when you get born again. And then he comes into you. Amen. And then it then needs to start filling you up. Mm. Each time he fills you, he's comforting you. Wow. Does that make sense? Well, because mm. the, the comfort there, I think, was it Saturday we talked about? I think we talked about it on Saturday again. We said the comfort there is not really to you know, say sorry. Uh, you hit your head. Yeah, sorry. Um, you lost money, yeah, sorry, you'll be fine. I will supply more money, right? Or if you think about it, right, how does Holy Ghost comfort? I know we use it a lot when somebody, you know, passes on, and they will say, oh, the Holy Spirit, your comforter will comfort you. And it does comfort, right? But most of the time, right, it is hard for Holy Ghost to comfort you in that scenario if he has not even built a lot of stature inside Right? It is difficult. It is then the help of brethren around. Mm. Right? That can then encourage, you know, comfort. Mm. And the Holy Ghost can use that to then comfort. Amen. Yeah. But when they are gone, mm. uh-huh, well, the person is left with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, comfort me. He can speak words to you that can eventually comfort you. But, you know, it would take... Because mm. with Holy Spirit speaking and you hearing, there has to be, there's that... How do I put it? There's that stature inside you, building inside you, that is ready to listen in that kind of environment. If there's nothing inside you that can respond to that comfort, I mean, trust me, Holy Ghost can tell you one billion, it will be fine. You will cry. I mean, you will cry, man. So does that mean Holy Ghost is not comforting? No, it's comforting. But the, the work of comfort is much more than that. The work of comfort is actually in raising men, in raising people. Mm. Amen. Mm. So part of comforting is giving you the Holy Spirit, sorry, filling you with the Holy Spirit, filling you much more, mm-hmm. begin to work things in you, begin to separate things in you, begin to create space inwardly for him to fill you. That's, those are comforting kind of work. He's comforting you. Mm. Amen. Mm. Now, there's a sign that is comforting you is each time you you fellowship with the Holy Spirit or you are in the Spirit, you know there's a joy that flows. Mm. That joy is a sign of comfort. Mm. Because imagine when you are in that flow, there's, it's almost as if you have no worry. Everything, mm. oh Lord, I just want to be, oh, is, is actually part of the comforting work that is at play. Amen. Amen. So that's, so the, the, the comfort of the Holy Spirit begins from there. How does it, and then how does it increase in that? It begins to teach you things. It begins to teach you integrity. 
things that you begin to see in these people in Act 6, right? So, for example, it says, then in verse 2, it says, Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report. Amen. So, this honest report is also part of what Holy Spirit is going to build into you. Honest report means integrity. Mm. Eh? Amen. Mm-hmm. See, this honest report is very essential. Mm. When you say honest report, what does that mean? It means, it means that they can trust such soul. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, it's part of the work of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Now, because in Christ, there's a way we, we, we talk about righteousness. Right? And then, each time we think about righteousness, it's, let's say, you're about to do something, but inside, inside, you don't really want to do it the way you should do it. But you know that the law of righteousness inside you that, no, do it this way, do it properly. Don't be shady. That righteousness work, it's not there that it started. Although it is more evident then, but you have started sins in milk. Right now, for this honest report, why? Because every believer, the moment they get born again, they know they should not lie. Tell me one believer that got born again, going to church, and still believes they can lie. No, before they get born again, they they, they may know that they can't lie. Also, they may know that yes, I can. If, let me even put it this way: even a non-believer knows it's not good to lie, but they do it anyways because. Their member, their person is so comfortable with that nature. It's at peace with that kind of nature. So even though they know it is wrong to lie, they will lie comfortably. Mm. Wow. Mm. I mean, some people when they lie like this. Mm. <laughs> you yourself, you'll be like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Christian? Because, you know, when unbelievers lie, you'll be like, they don't know God. Yeah, you, can easily forgive, you can easily forgive that kind of a thing. But when the believer lies, ah, are you a child of God? No, as in, trust me, believers can lie. And the reason why they can do that is because... <laughs> It's because that they've not they've not yielded enough to the Holy Ghost to begin to work things inside, amen. Because most of the time we think about the Holy Ghost, we always think about it externally, right? It is it is it is over time when we begin to learn, then we know that there is Holy Spirit upon, there is Holy Spirit within, right? And most Christians, well, let me not say most Christians. It is possible that a Christian does not have does not have the knowledge of the Holy Spirit within. And that's part of the reason for church. Because if you get born again now, you don't I mean you, a, 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 a new a newborn believer, a newborn babe, a newborn babe needs teachings, needs growth. Amen. Mm-hmm. It does not matter whether you've been in church for hundred years. If you've been in church for hundred years, but the moment, as long as you are not born again, now I don't know how to explain this, so I don't think I'm going to use that word too much. But 
what I'm trying to say is, and I, I, I'm appealing to our wisdom and knowledge in this area, in the sense that we all know that not everybody inside church is born again. Somebody may believe in God, may trust, okay, I believe there's a God. Okay, maybe let's say you've been, your, your parents said you must go to church. You have, a, you, have a, you have a church culture, but you're not born again. It's possible, right? Now, how you know somebody is born again is when they began to respond to God. They become, they become alive to God, right? When you're born again, it means that you have believed that Jesus is Lord. And when you say Jesus is Lord and Savior, it means that, to some degree, you should relinquish your life. You are no longer the ruler. Because before, you are the ruler of your life, but you are not. It's Satan. But it makes you believe you are the one that rules your life. You are in control, but you are not. It's evil spirit, right? You may go to church. You may do things in church. You may even be drumming. You can be doing. You can be serving. But inside you, you know you are not, <laughs> you know you are not born again. Amen. Amen. Now, although it is possible that you are then born again, but you are still having struggles, right? Those are different things. But it's highly possible that you are in church, you are serving, and you are not born again. So, anybody, whether you've been in church for 100 years, the moment you get born again, you must be taught. You must... You, I know you've been hearing Bible passages and all that. Don't just assume you just all of a sudden know. You have no clue. Yes, sir. You have no clue what's happening. You have no clue what, what, how this place works. You, are, you don't know the spirit yet. The spirit is still foreign to you. You know that, right? The spirit realm is very foreign. You might be aware of the spiritual realm, but it's very foreign to you because you've not been walking in there. You are aware of it. You know it. Especially if you are from Africa. You know that witches and wizards exist. So in a way, you, are, you, are, you know that there is a world beyond the natural. Right? Thank God for witches and wizards in, in that place. Because he put the fear... <laughs> he put the fear of God in many people. Right? Even though God needs to wash us away from a lot of demonic doctrines. Right? But thank God that that is there. Why? Because there's a sense of spirit. If you come into this world where they've totally annihilated those kind of things, you won't see it. Oh, let me, let me put it this way. They've so much normalized it. They've made it natural. It's not a natural thing, but they've made it so natural. What that means really is they've merged with the spiritual in a way. It means that they are not ignorant of the spiritual. So this culture here is not ignorant of the spiritual, but it is making men ignorant of the spiritual. Does that make sense? They put everything in place. They give you hospital free, you know, anything. If something is wrong, you know where to go. All you need is just money, right? There are things in place. Everything is, almost everything is answered for. And you know, you know people, there are people that will say, they'll come here and they'll be like, Oh, we are so backward back in Nigeria. You people should come and open eye. We know. Come and see how this place is. Eh. Yeah. Okay. Why you are saying all that? Please also tell them that when you come here, you have 100% possibility of dying spiritually. 
tell them that. So let them wait their chances. Right? Because all these natural things may seem promising. They are, they are not bad. They are good. It seems promising. But it's almost in a way it's a bargain. If, if people are not careful, it's almost a bargain for your freedom. Take all these things. But give me your freedom. Why giving me your freedom? Give me your faith. Wow. So, you see this culture is designed to remove faith in every heart. Yes, sir. If you don't believe in God, it is very easy not to. Because this environment has removed faith. And it's a sickness. Why? Because that's one of the things Holy Spirit wants to restore. When you get born again, right? Holy Spirit's intention there is to make sure that faith is returning to you. Faith, because while, while you are not born again, you lack faith. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say you lack faith, it doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have the ability for faith. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Well, because when you are not born again, you can have faith in many other things. And that's what people don't realize. Now, and that is one of the deception of this, of this world, this kind of aspect of the world. Why? Because what they do is they shift your faith from God into the faith in the things that they've set up in the natural. And that is why some, some, some people here believe they are better than some people back in Africa. But when God is looking at everybody, uh, it's not by your technology that you are better. <laughs> what, what they check inside you is fear of God. These people here, do they fear God? These people here, do they fear God? Mm. I can tell you that God will be happy with Nigeria too much. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I like the, the situation of Nigeria. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that even a non-believer in Nigeria mm. knows that there's God. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. A non-believer can't just say, there's nothing like God, Jare. We are just like ours. No. Mm. Check most people, that look that, most people that believe like that back home. They are educated. Check it. They are educated. Why? Because even a Babalao <laughs> believe that there is God. <laughs> right? Yeah. Even though it's, they, are, they, are, they are working with demons, they, believe, they know there is God. That's why you notice that most of them, they can do things for many people. But you hardly see they do it for themselves. Because they also know the price. When you do this thing, it's going to cost you. And people that go to them, they're all wise. They're all like, oh, you, people, you have this much power. Why are you still poor? <laughs> are you still poor? But now it's like they are getting more sophisticated. You are now seeing, you're now seeing Mabalawos that are elites, professors in schools. Oh, yeah. That's that thing. It's like maybe they're upgrading in a way. Right? They want to upgrade their life. Right? So they are. But one thing that is very sure is they all, no matter what, they all believe there's God. Even though they you know, delve into things that are unlawful. Yeah? But they, the only thing they know is there's God. But this, this 
this world, and that's one thing every heart should be careful for. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean you should not use the things that are available. Yes, I mean, sir. if they offer you insurance about things, I mean, of course, when you're driving on the road, you have to get insurance. Well, it's for your own good. When you take it, if something happens to your car, mm-hmm. they can. But that is not. A, a, a Christian should not, no, 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 I don't believe I would just be like, oh yeah, everything is all set up, we have insurance here. They believe everything is all set up for them. Yeah. So there's, it's almost as if there's no strength to just believe the supernatural, to think, why? Because everything they are looking for is answered. But there's always a guy, and that's one thing. Those kind of, because there's always a loophole. There's no way you can totally remove yourself from the spiritual. Why? You are a spirit being. It's like a spirit being trying to, trying to say there's nothing like spirit. And the person talking is a spirit. <laughs> Which means that whether you like it or not, you are transacting spiritually. Right? So a non-believer, even though they are not believers, in their soul there's that gap. You are not believing there's spiritual, there's no, there's no faith. Ah, no worry, put your faith in this. Put your faith in that. It's actually a switch. Right? And it's actually a spiritual transaction. A man's belief in the natural is a spiritual transaction. It's not canon. Does that make sense? It's not. Why? Because they've just shifted faith from God to something else. And that's it. So, a man, a man, by design, is not designed to live without faith. Faith it's part of the working mechanism of living, living souls. How a living soul live is by faith. Does that make sense? So, what Satan has been doing in ages is to what? Gradually remove faith in men. Then switch to something else. His intention is, 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 is clear. He wants to kill man fully. Why? Because the moment you can shift your faith, right, from God's life to another, what, what, what he wants you to do is to have his own kind of faith. Yeah. So, you know Satan has faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Satan wants you to shift to his own yeah. kind of faith because his own kind of faith is also a life. Yeah. How he's doing it is just by making men carnal. A carnal a carnal operation is a spiritual operation. It's not, it's not less spiritual. It's a spirit. So that's what Satan, his target is to make sure that there is no faith. So when Jesus is saying, when the son of man return, will you find faith on earth? It means that the minutest element of faith, the, min- this, the least faith energy, will you find it? Because faith, you know, faith, faith, is in, faith can increase in strength. Because we grow from faith to faith. So let's now say to the least amount of faith, right? The least amount of faith, will you find it? And because it's that least amount of faith you need to believe in God. You need it to believe in God. So if God comes and he's beginning to find negative faith in men, of course they, they won't be useful. Because he, want, he does not want negative faith. He wants positive faith in men. Amen. So part of this, the reason, so let me put it this way. So God needs faith to be restored 
in man. Amen. So part of that is to begin, when you get born again, Holy Ghost begins to do all kinds of things to make sure faith is restored. Faith is restored. Faith is restored. Amen. It's so interesting how I go to this faith thing. Now, you see, it says here that, okay, faith, let me put that, faith, faith is the, is the trans is is what a believer needs, amen. amen, and that's part of the reason for the giving of the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. In short, in summary, I mean, there's a whole lot of things surrounding this, but I'll just make a, a statement. You know, you can meditate on it. Is what Holy Spirit really wants to restore in you? It's not too many things. It's just faith. The reason why you speak in tongue, the reason why it gives you the ability to begin to engage this word and the word opens up to you, the reason why it begins to form fellowship with you, talk to you, you hear his voice, all those things, every workings of that is to make sure that there's faith inside you. Amen. Amen. There's faith inside you. And you see it here with Stephen. Notice that it's almost twice that they said that. It says, Stephen, a man full of faith. And then verse 8, it says, And Stephen, full of faith and power. You see? Now, to me, what I'm seeing here is that the fullness of faith here is also synonymous with the fullness of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, what Holy Ghost wants to ensure that you have is faith. Because you need it. Because you need it to, to, to transact with God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, it's essential that faith is restored in a man. So, part of what Holy Spirit do in restoring faith, right, is part of it is to make you honest. Right? Say, so, wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you, verse 3. Say, seven men of honest report. Making you honest. Yeah. Eh? Having an honest report is part of Holy Ghost comfort. Right? So, of honest report. That is, honest report is a sign of righteousness. It means you have it. If they can build honest report in you, you have tendency for to learn righteousness. What is right? In God's sight. Amen. Because you can be of honest report, but you don't know what is right yet. But one thing is sure that inside you, they know you have honest report. It is also part of God's wisdom to ensure that when they begin to bring righteousness to you, you can have grace to yield. Amen. So of honest report, now says, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. So, when you are full of the Holy Ghost, part of what Holy Ghost also gives is wisdom. wisdom. You know that Holy Ghost, when you say, you know, wisdom, in milk, there's some wisdom. In short, when I say, there's actually wisdom. And how you can tell is just look at Egin. He's a man full of wisdom. Right? So there's wisdom. Because I don't think you can ever, 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 ever interact with God in any phase whatsoever 
without wisdom. Because Holy Spirit is also the spirit of wisdom. Christ is also the spirit, it's also wisdom. Does that make sense? Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. Christ is wisdom. Because he's made wisdom for us. Right? So Christ is wisdom. Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom. Therefore, there's no way they can remove you and wisdom. So there's a way Holy Spirit can make you wise. Very simple. Things, or you don't think it's wisdom, where maybe you, maybe you did something and you felt, ah, Holy Spirit is dealing with you. I say that that thing you did may not be too okay. Can you just try and apologize? You don't think that's wisdom? That's wisdom. It's wisdom. Now, if you ask Holy Ghost, what's that wisdom? Okay. He's making to be at peace with all men. Mm. It's a wisdom. Mm-hmm. Right? So in meek, we may not even see that. Oh, he's trying to make us at peace with all. Ah, okay. That's where we are going. But it's a wisdom. Mm. Now, the wisdom here sometimes, hmm, let me not use the word blind. Mm. In the sense that you're just doing it, but you don't know the result, really. Right? We are blind to it. So there's some level of wisdom. Before God now began to give us the spirit of wisdom. Is that clear? So there's a a way Holy Ghost gives us wisdom. Right? But we we are not yet interacting with the spirit of wisdom. It's possible. Holy Ghost can do it. How? Because the way he does it is, Holy Ghost just inspires, Oh, that thing, do it this way. That thing, do it this way. That thing. Ah! See that thing you're about to do. Don't do it that way. Then later you now realize, oh, awesome. Ah, so that's why you not do it. <laughs> now, when you are grown, you are in Christ. Right? Wow. It's always like that. In the sense that, by the time you are knowing you should not do it that way, you're already seeing why. Yeah. You're already seeing wisdom around it. Yes. As to why you should not. As to why you should do it this way better. Because they've added something. You have spirit of wisdom. It's, it's almost like a stature inside you. It's not something they borrow you. Because in milk, they can borrow you wisdom. Yes. <laughs> I like the way, the way it sounds. You know, sometimes we are foolish. Yes. <laughs> they need to borrow us sense. Hmm? They need to borrow us sense. So, only ghost from time to mind, from time to mind, is borrowing us sense. So, when you are in milk, what only ghost is doing is borrowing you sense. So that I can be wise. Amen. Mm-hmm. Now, you can tell that these people, you notice the, the, the reason why they began to look for people full of honest report, right? That have honest report, full of the Holy Spirit, is because of one thing, right? The Jews, the Hebrews, were neglecting the Grecians. Right? That is a sign of a lack of wisdom. Yes, sir. It's a sign of a lack of Holy Spirit. It means they are Holy Spirit deficient. You know why? They are doing it that they are okay with it. Wow. Yeah. Mm. There's a whole lot. Well, not, well, there's two things me I know about this one that I can see. Right? How to fend The second one is that they are not. They have, they have not, because <laughs> later they talk about faith, right? They have not yet, they have not yet come into faith. They are not full of faith, mm. right? They are not yet 
They don't have faith and love towards the saint. In short, for Mahata, they can't also identify the saint. They can't. Why? Because they themselves, they are not saints. They are not saints. Now, right? Because Hebrews, Hebrews, because I, I wanted us to, well, let me see. In my mind, what I'm seeing earlier, 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 is that Hebrews about that faith and love towards the saint. Now, who is a saint? A saint is he who has drank milk. Eh? They have used milk. A saint is he. He's a, he's a saint. Definition of saint. Full of faith. Full of Holy Ghost. A saint is who is full of faith. Full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because the moment you get born again and you are growing, there's something that need to be they need to be putting inside you. Things like you should identify your blood in the spirit. Right? Now whereby, you know, sometimes a believer has more tie to natural blood than spiritual blood. Right? A believer may see a saint, may see another believer, totally ignore them. And then maybe a family member will come with the exact same body. And they'll be like, ah, okay, let's do it. Oh, oh, oh. You know what I mean? So they can't discern. If you can do that to a family, you should be able to do it much more to a brother. You know what I mean? But inside, it's almost as if blood, natural blood is thicker than, <laughs> than well, okay, let me hear, the spiritual blood is water now. So, they say blood is thicker than water. <laughs> it's thicker, right? But, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody is feeling guilty about this thing. Maybe because they notice that, ha, hello, brother, mother, man. Don't feel bad, right? Don't feel bad. It's part of growth in the spirit. It's natural. It's spiritual. Yes, sir. But that doesn't mean you will neglect your family as well, right? But, for me, it's just, I can I can say because that I've experienced, right? In a sense, in a sense, that it is just too clear. You know, sometimes when I sometimes when I'm thinking about, now this one I should be careful now. Before somebody will hear my voice, somebody will hear my voice, I did now now start now start chasing me, yeah. But I just put it is is very sincere in the sense that. There is a connection you have towards brethren that you can tell inwardly. It's almost it's almost stronger than natural bonds, and it's okay. It's 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 spiritual. Amen. So you began to see see these people. They lack faith. If if that is not there, it's a sign of lack of faith in the sense because you can see these 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 Hebrews, these Hebrew guys. That they just decided to neglect the widows of the rich, and they are okay with it. They didn't, they, have, they didn't have any remorse, because if they had remorse, these these people would not be complaining, because you can tell something has been going on. So they don't have faith inwardly. They don't. They are not full of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. No, I started with the Holy Spirit. You know, it's very essential. 
So take word and spirit. It's very essential, right? So part of it is you are full of Holy Spirit. Now, these guys, eh, there's no way they can be full of the Spirit and full of faith and they'll be doing what they are doing. Right? They lack, they lack, to, I don't, I don't, they, they are not honest. They lack faith. Right? So therefore they can neglect the widows and then they look for their own people. Hebrews, come here. Where am I? What are our widows? Ah, please take, oh, please take. And then they are neglecting others. There's a sign of lack of faith in the soul. That soul, that soul is not yet mature. That soul is still a baby. That soul needs a sincere milk of the word. Amen. Says there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily ministry. Then the twelve called the multitude of disciples unto them and said, "It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables." Perhaps they were already demanding that. See, you these apostles, you people should come more and be helping us because these guys that you live here. And that means that those apostles were, in a way, grown. Yeah. They have Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. This aspect of the Holy Ghost thing, eh? I think maybe I should just talk about it a little bit and then um, move forward. I know. Wait, what's the time? Oh, wow. And then it's like on Saturdays, I have grace to not stay too long. Amen. Amen. It is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, faith is a very, 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 very important commodity in the spirit. So these guys, they, they are without faith. They don't have Holy Ghost. Because you can't have Holy Ghost and be lacking faith. Because Holy Ghost will make sure it works faith inside you. Amen. If you don't, if you don't have enough faith eh, in many things, Perhaps you just need more spirit. One thing you will notice is when the spirit of the Lord is upon you, you have an unexplained faith. Is it a lie? You have unexplained faith. It's almost as if faith is at work. You can believe God for things. Oh, Holy Ghost, yes, you can believe God for what he's saying to you. You can believe, like if Holy Ghost is speaking to you in that kind of, you believe it, you, you can respond to it. Right? It's because Holy Spirit is the spirit of faith. You can't come upon you and then faith will be lacking. It's not possible. It's because if there's lack of faith, it's because the Holy Ghost is not enough. You just need more. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now says, wherefore, brethren, look here out among you, seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, who may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen. So they know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they know the people there that have. <laughs> so, so it's. Because it's not even there. It's not, I, I, I don't even know who, who chose here. But to me, it looks as if the people chose. Because what the apostles instructed them is, look amongst you. Look ye out. Among, they didn't say, we will go and look. 
said, look ye out amongst you. It's, a, it's, a, it's almost as if the apostles were removing themselves from the situation. Okay, see, all we want to just do is give ourselves to prayer and the word. Word, prayer. Word, that's, that's our duty. So, all of you, looks among you, somebody who have honest report, full of the Holy Ghost. So, this means that these people, they have the tendency to know people full of the Holy Ghost, which, which, which means something. That when you are full of Holy Ghost, full of faith, it is evident. Mm-hmm. It will show. Because it is part of your character. It is not a foreign something that just land on you. <laughs> that just land on you and then it's almost like you are, you are possessed. You know where Holy Ghost goes, yeah, prophesy to you today. And then once that is gone, nothing. That is like I even discourage me. It's like it's like this person is only it's only when they are in the street that they used to they used to give prophecy. Apart from that, something is wrong, and that is why it is very 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 difficult to communicate the gospel, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. without the life of it. Mm-hmm. If you just have word alone, and you don't have life of it, perhaps also the spirit of it, because when you say spirit, it's also a life. It will be difficult to communicate the gospel. Whereby God can then help, you know, by allowing Holy Spirit to, in a way, have a breakthrough, right? Almost like an encounter, like a bypass. Which is why all of us, we should be careful eh? that we, we carry the life of the word. Inwardly, just carry the life, culture, learn the culture, learn the attitudes. Amen. Mm-hmm. So it is very evident when something is inside, inbuilt. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. So these people chose people who, is, who are full of faith. A man, I don't know why they kept saying Stephen, Stephen, Stephen here, because they are older, but I mean, I guess perhaps they wanted to talk about Stephen later. Mm-hmm. Says, and saying, and the saying pleased the whole multitude, verse 5, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. And Philip and Procrus and, you know, run to Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch, whom they said before the apostles, when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them, and the word of God increased. Then in verse 8, it says again, and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles amongst the people. You'll be wondering, Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders. And here's the funny thing. When you are in milk, because this thing is strong milk. What Stephen had, or had, is strong milk. Strong milk. Strong milk has power. Right? Because you notice what they talk about here is great wonders and miracles. Mm. When you see wonders and miracles at place, it's milk. Mm. Amen. It is milk. In a way. And again, milk is not bad. Milk, there's nothing wrong with milk. Right? It's just, it's like almost as if I'm just putting a, a definition around it. So that mentally we can identify. Amen. So, son of milk is that you have faith. 
Because milk, what milk wants to ensure that you have is faith. Is faith. Is faith. Faith upon faith. Much more faith. The more Holy Ghost you have, the more you are filled with the Spirit, the more of faith you have. Amen. Amen. And also this one, it requires that you are under. Because some people, when they have Holy Ghost, and get, uh, they just, ah, I'm going out. And then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They began to launch. God is calling me. Wait, calm down. You having a gift, it's not God calling you. <laughs> calm down. Right? And, and this is where I have problems with people that, are, that they focus more on power, but not on faith. Now, this can be confusing in the sense that, but how would you focus on power without faith? Because, you know, when you have to operate power, faith will be up. It's not the same. It's not the same. When you say faith, right, it's, it's, you, can, you, you can't talk about faith, right, when it's not around relationship. Right? Yes, sir. When you begin to talk about faith outside of that, that's not true faith that Holy Ghost wants to give you. Because you might just be having the gift of faith. The gift of faith is different from faith. Exactly. Because I don't do something, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? The gift of faith is, some, is almost like, you know that same thing you feel when Holy Ghost is upon you? It's almost like that. But all of a sudden, you just believe Oh, God can do it. Right? Faith. When you talk about faith, faith, faith. Faith is really, really the, the way to define faith is life. It's life. Now, what faith is, right, speaks about a culture of life. Because I don't know, I'm, I'm, I don't know why, why, but maybe it's because of time. But I don't know if I'll be able to even say it later. So, I'm in a straight betwixt to God help me. I don't want to be restrictive and, and I want to be open. Yes. I also want to start something I can't finish. Mm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. This, because this faith, this faith thing, mm. right? Faith is, it has different, how, how do I put it? There's the gift of faith. There's what faith is. Right? Now, faith is right? the substance of things, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11, right? Mm-hmm. right? Faith is. Now, see that faith. The way they define it is the substance of things or the evidence of things not seen. It's something that can operate in different phases. Can operate as life. Can operate as, a, as an economy of things in the spirit. Right? So you can have faith as an economy. Of course, in short, it's even an economy, it's a currency. Let me put it that way. And that's why I mentioned that it's hard to talk about faith when it's not in relationship with God. Right? Because faith is the currency you use in the spirit to interact with God. That faith, that beginning faith, it's a full of faith. 
right? Full of it is a nature, really, is a stature, right? Which, when it is being expressed, what you see is a man too confident in God. My God can do this. My God can do this. Right? What some are like that? You notice some people are not like that. Ah, can my God do this? Right? But the littlest form of it is that they believe in God. Now, faith is very important. I don't know if I can, I feel that there's a, there's a block, blockade, window. So I'm not going to struggle. I'm just going to stay where I am. But the faith, when you talk about faith, 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 is what Holy Spirit wants to restore in every believer. Amen. Amen. So the faith Holy Spirit wants to restore, it's not a moving faith yet. Because there's a faith that moves. Amen. Amen. But there's a f- there's the initial faith we come into is not a faith that moves. That faith is not for movement. That faith is to prepare you for movement. Which means that it's almost like if you want to journey from here to, let's say you want to walk from Winnipeg to Brandon. And you chose not to eat. Ah! How far? How far can you go? And and decide and decide that you are going to fast from here till you get there. It's probably your dead body will come and carry. <laughs> Amen. So faith is like the food you eat to go on a journey. To build strength, but you don't stop eating because as you are journeying, you keep eating. Does that make sense? If you want to have energy to reach where you are going, you can't stop eating. You need to continue eating. That's almost what faith is like. So, the what, what does that mean? It means that if you are going to journey to God in any way, come closer to God in any way, you need faith. You need the substance of faith. You need faith. Without faith, you cannot please God. Right? So without faith, forget Johnny. Do you know that faith eh, starts and ends the journey? Do you know that faith does not end in Christ alone? There is faith in everlasting life. There is faith, right, in eternal life. But that faith doesn't look like faith anymore. When you begin to get to Christ, right, it is still faith in a, in a way, but it is no longer the faith. It's no longer the faith of the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of faith. When you begin to get to Christ, it is now getting to the faith of the Son or the life of the Son. Now, when you look at it, the difference here, when you talk about Christ and the faith that you get born again, when you get born again, what the faith you learn, you notice that the faith you learn when you get born again, is in a way is to for you to be is, the, the, the height of it is that you believe in your God. Yes. Whatever is happening, things are happening to you. I, we believe in God. God will come through for us. All, the, all that is believing is confidence in God, faith in God, faith in God. But then, when you get to Christ, it is no longer that. It is not a life of faith. 
Does that make sense? Because when you are in Christ, you are now beginning to annex the life that Jesus is living. So it's no longer to have believe God, but now to begin to live God. Does that make sense? So, what does that mean? Because I know this one, I mean, what does that mean, literally? So, before I round up, it means that you need the faith life, right? To make sure you remove another faith life. The same way Satan has made us to have faith, right, in his own life, and we live by that by default. In short, when we're, when we're unbelievers, when we don't believe in God, what we live by is faith. It's just a negative faith. And it's also a life. So there is the natural essence of it and there's the life aspect of it. Right? So, Holy Ghost knows that we have been working in this life and it's not going to be easy. The what is Holy Ghost mission is that, one, I'm going to erase, see, this is that faith that you had. I'm going to erase it to a measure because not all of it can go at once. You need the faith of the Son to erase some of those things fully. But one thing he needs to do is let me begin to shift your faith. Right? Mm-hmm. Let me make you... Because your faith is in the natural. Yeah. Just check it. Although it's, it's an inward thing, but you notice that when Satan is pressing your button, he can't... Satan does not press your button spiritually. Yeah. Right? Yes, he presses your button in the natural. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because if he presses in the spiritual, you have more tendency to respond to God. Because that is your natural habitat, where you should be living. Does that make sense? So what Satan is doing is to transport you from your habitat, where you should be living. And then into a a foreign habitat, habitation. Where the currency there is the canal fate. So, you begin to... And what that does is it begins to desensitize you away from God. Right? They begin to trust things. You mean... I don't know, I can't picture it, but in a way, maybe you people have an idea and you people have an understanding before I round up. Is, have you ever thought of how Satan fights men? Right? When, he, when he's fighting you against faith, what does he use? It's the natural. Things like, maybe you are sick. You can be sick in the, it's a body. You can be sick in the body. It's like, oh, can God heal me? It's making you focus on the natural. Right, right at the spiritual. Because the moment you begin to look at Lord, heal me. Ah, that's that's against what He wants. Why would you call God to heal you? Start thinking about doctors. Start thinking about this sickness, what it can do to your body. Start praying against it. That's for believers, so because their unbelievers have their own. But for believers, it's not going to leave you alone. Just because you get born again, it's not going to leave you alone to remove your focus away. Focus on me. See, 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 see. Your body is deteriorating. Your body is deteriorating. Focus on that. Focus on that. Now, start praying to God. Your body, your body. Your body, your body. See, ah, it's so funny that Satan will be telling you to pray, but we put a fear in you. As you are praying, you are praying with his fear. You are praying fear. No faith. Because if you pray faith, Satan is already defeated. It doesn't... It doesn't want you yes, to ex- execute any form of faith life. It doesn't matter. Mm. Guess what? Mm. I don't know. This thing just came to me, but it's so funny. Mm. 
you know that that desire to just maybe you just start I don't know how to put it that it's, it's like almost desire longing to just study your Bible mm. randomly mm. is a work of faith yeah. hey. Satan doesn't want you to respond to it mm. you say ah, ah, that move you finish it finish mm. it then go and the funny thing is you can actually finish it and then go. But yeah. something has been defeated yes. in what yeah. yeah. Right? Yes. Mean. It's not you're not going to be crucified, right? That you watch movie and you pray, right? But but here's the thing. What you're what's supposed to be built inwardly is not built. Then what will happen? The you won't have the proper building that God is looking for. So, what they will be doing is to ensure that there is faith restored in you. They will be raising you, touching you, moving things inside, making sure that things around you is, is okay to respond. They will keep building you until in your formation it is easy for you to respond to God. You know, that's, that's majorly what only God wants to do. Yeah. If it is easy for you to respond to God, you can easily learn righteousness. Because our issue is that we don't respond to God at all. Mm. But God, what God wants you to do is that you have a... Whatever wants to build in a milk man is a high response tendency. Yes, and you will notice that everybody yeah. full of the Holy Ghost have that. Check again. High response. Now when you have high response tendency... Eh? Yeah. You, most of the time you will not know whether you are in the body or in the spirit. You will not know. Just like Paul would say, whether I'm in the body or I know not. Why? Because you are just, you are spirit raw. And that is why it's not good to inhibit or to have inhibitions against Holy Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Eh? Don't be hindered. And don't be shy. If you if if Holy Ghost is coming upon you, you feel like shouting, shout. Although when you're outside, eh? amongst people that don't, I mean, of course, when you're at work, <laughs> especially especially if you're in the hospital, be careful. Yes. <laughs> this is a joke, shout. Because <laughs> I just imagine, I'm just imagining something in my head that you just shout. Jesus! And then they'll look at you. I mean, because you shout Jesus, they'll give you some room. Right? So maybe maybe you have leeway there. But if you just shout, Biscuit! They'll take you straight to the psychiatric ward. Amen. I don't know why this is funny, Sha, but imagine you are a Holy Ghost being. And what is full inside you is not Holy Ghost. It's Biscuit and bread. When you're, about, when you're about to speak in tongue, oh my shaker, you're gonna say biscuit. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to hear, but I'm, I'm just, just imagination, man. I don't know why I'm imagining this kind of thing. <laughs> but it's possible. I will do it sometimes, just that not in that way. Yes. The way we respond, the way we do things, the, yeah. the way we, yes. our choices, what we, what we pleasure, what we have yes. pleasure in. Yes. Yes. That's almost what we have shouted in the spirit. Yes. Maybe only God wants it. Maybe only God wants to just give you spirit, baptize you, and then you are feeling the anointing, and you are so just supposed to pray. But instead, you're like, ah, 
I want to eat biscuit. Mm. Ah, I'm hungry for biscuit too. So, it's that time you have to go and look for that biscuit in, in, uh, in a Walmart that is like 10 minutes away from your house. I mean, I mean, I mean it's, just, it's just imagination. No? So, I don't know if, if we actually do it. But, eh, yeah, that was interesting. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Imagine that kind of thing. What is just done? It's instead of instead of the spirit, you know, only goes every time infirmity with groaning which cannot be uttered. He says, yeah! you know, when you are groaning, instead of that groan, it's because you are groaning. <laughs> Maybe that time when God wanted to help you, that you want to groan and something will drop on you. That time he just. Maybe you were supposed to pray, mercy, and then all of a sudden, biscuit, biscuit. I sit down like, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Amen. I, I hope we get the, I get the picture, right? So we should build, I guess what we say, we should build our response with the Holy Spirit. We should be full of faith. And to be full of faith, you need to be responsive to the Holy Spirit. You're, you should be. You should think Holy Spirit. You should drink. You should eat. You should read. You should. T- what you should breathe is Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Eh? When you say, mm-hmm. only, "It's Holy Ghost that should come out," yeah. Yeah. is an attitude mm-hmm. in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you see that thing surrounded Egan. Egan does not joke with the spirit. Egan mm-hmm. is too sensitive. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he is intentional about it. Yes, sir. It's intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he, yes. he does not joke with it, and yes. it's that culture yes. that helped yes. him to lay down milk. Well, mm. why no, there's that thing I mentioned. I don't know if I finished that thought where I said, When Egan is laying down seven steps, you may not, you may not see how it comes together, but you know, this is true. true. Yeah. Now, how he's able to lay those things down is as a result of walk with the spirit. Mm. Now, putting things in layers like that is actually a spirit mm. that is at work. Sometimes you may just see him yeah. say. Hmm. Faith. You can have faith. You can have faith for healing. Or to have only to to receive the Holy Spirit, these are the seven steps. Do this, do this and that. To you, of course, at some point it may sound sound logical. But the way he's placing them is spiritual. And is this is 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 a spirit at work in him. If you ask him, maybe he himself will not even be able to tell you, this is how I got to know. But he'll just tell you, see this, inward man, inner man. Mm. This, this is that. Then he say, okay, to grow spiritually, you begin to lay it. You see layers. You put things in place. You'll be wondering, how is he doing it? How did he get there? Mm. Right? It's now that maybe when we see something put together, we're like, yeah, that's scripture, that's scripture, that's scripture. Just think about it. It time, milk, strong milk. Whereby most people don't even have sight for enlightening. Yes, but one thing I know he again prayed always for is for his eyes of understanding to be enlightened. He prayed that prayer. And he kept praying that prayer. And God kept opening things. It's an operation of the spirit. But that thing is not possible without the culture of the Holy Ghost. Don't be too shy about the Holy Spirit. Well, since we say in the hospital, maybe you should not. I mean... If you are in a spiritual gra- gathering, I don't, I don't. I mean, that is the safest and the yes. most healthiest place to express, yes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Express when you are at work, you can express it. Although it may not be open, you can. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Mm-hmm. 
you can. You can mm -hmm. express. Mm -hmm. You can express inward. You can express, you know, solemn. Mm -hmm. People don't know you are transacting. Mm -hmm. You can speak in tongue anywhere, mm -hmm. but with wisdom. Mm -hmm. Amen. Where Holy, the reason why Holy Ghost wants to make sure ah time is gone I'm running. The, Holy Ghost, the reason why Holy Ghost wants to make sure that you are you are spirit filled is to ensure that you have the the capacity of faith needed to interact with God. Amen. So that it is easy for Him to lead your life. It is easy for Him to guide hmm? all those operations. Is faith installation. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's not be shy of the Holy Ghost. Let's give it to the Holy Spirit. Eh? Let's pray for more feeling of the Spirit. More feeling, more feeling, more cooperation with the Holy Spirit. I think that aspect is very essential to cooperate, to have a culture of the Holy Spirit. Hmm? Not cerebral. We should not be cerebral men. We should be spirit people. Spirit people. Spirit, 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 spirit. Your, your response to things should be spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's just begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. Sanima hata veni moshita kaliata. Enzede feni moshita zati. Enzede veni moshita fani moshita. Enzede veni moshita. E masese veni moshita vani moshita E masese sese sene moshita veni moshita E misete veni mohuo ba yima shoto veni moshita E masese de kalima zata vani moshita vani moshita E masani moshita Just ask God for help to cooperate more with the Holy Spirit to bring to build a culture of faith with the Holy Ghost E masese mana for help 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 have for more culture of the spirit to be spirit filled to be full of the holy ghost and full of faith e maseni mate e brade veni moshita kalia enzedema e makota e mateta e mateveni moshita gariase zende e matana e matira moshita bariaste ezefena e bato that there will be installation of faith there will be installation of working with the holy spirit Wherever we are lacking response to the Holy Ghost, that we will receive so much help in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we prayed. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your help. We thank you for your spirit this morning. We thank you for how you've guided us in your word. We say that we're exalted in Jesus' name. Father, we pray, Lord, concerning that which you've spoken to us. That you would help us to yield ourselves to yes. your spirit. Amen. Much more than, than we have ever in the name of Amen. Jesus. Father, we ask for Amen. help. Father, in any aspect of our walking with you, our work with you, in every aspect of our interaction, working with you, that you would help us to receive response to the Holy Ghost in the mighty name of Jesus, that you would install response life to your spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, where Holy Spirit needs to be filled in us, fill us again in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we, we ask for help to be more spirit focused than carnally focused in the name of Jesus. In every aspect where we are still carnal, we ask for help. 
that you would release your spirit. Yes, Fill us with your Amen. spirit so that we can be full of Amen. your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.